Hello. Welcome back if you've been listening for almost ever. And hello if you're new. Um, I probably do disclaimers on almost almost every episode because I like people to understand that I cuss a lot. I'm very open. Like I said, none of this is edited. So there is no bleeping out words. There is no anything else. So in the end, you get what you get. I say that because I don't need someone to say, oh, we're going to listen to, stop it, listen to her. And then next, you know, I'm dropping bombs all over the place. And everybody's like, seriously, like, no, we're not doing that. So there will be moments where I say, hold on, and there'll be like brief pauses. Literally, I'm doing something else. All right. So last episode, it was a pretty much a probably, you could almost say, oh, you're uh, taking the side of a plant over a living animal. Well, technically, plants are living. Like I said, I classify anything living. I don't know about you. But I classify living as something that takes nutrients to stay alive. If you do not need to be fed and watered and sunlight to stay alive, you are not alive to me. I'm sorry. I don't care how you want to spin it. To me, the classification of being alive is very clear. You need sunlight or moonlight, depending on whatever you want to claim to be. But you take light, you take food, and you take water. If you meet those classifications, you are living. So, yeah. I did make the distinction that killing animals can be also classified the same as killing plants. And I'll probably do another podcast on that. Because, well, I feel like somewhere in the world, someone either heard it or is going to hear it. And they're going to have an entire bitch fit. And I love those. Uh... So, yeah, that will be coming down the line. It'll be a part two. Um, So it'll probably be a reiteration of everything I've said, plus some more information. So we can look forward to that, can't we? All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. And species of the court. Let's put it that way. Let's do it that way. Ladies, gentlemen, and species of the court. That's what I'm going to call everyone else who doesn't want to be classified as him, her, female, or male. You are species of the court. Technically, we're all a classification of a species, so get over yourself. And that also, if you decide you are you are an alien, that also means, you know, you're in that classification of species as well. I've been told aliens have different species. Don't ask me who told me. He said it, and I can never unhear it. Today's will be on... Let's go, let's go with... Friends. 
letting go of friends. So, finding friends is hard. I don't care what day and age you're speaking for. I'm talking about the last five years. It's hard. I'm sorry about that. It's hard. You have to contest with, how do I say this? More and more every day, people are finding out that these so-called friends of theirs are not really their friends, but they're haters, they're non-believers, they're everything. And to be a thousand percent honest, I don't know why everyone was living in a bubble. Wherever we all had friends, we always had those haters. We always had those people that betrayed us and backstabbed us. And this is what I mean. In school, before COVID world, in school, you had that one friend that always liked to say, can you keep a secret? And it, was, it wasn't like, can you keep a secret? Then they tell you shit. It's like they're asking you. They like ask you little game questions to figure out if you can keep a secret or not. And after that point, it's like, huh? See, growing up, we are always taught that your friends are people that have your back no matter what. They're different from your family because they can give you an opinion far different from what your family. Your family gives you an opinion on what they know about you. But as anyone knows, you're way different around your friends than you are around your family. Some people might not, some people might say, well, I'm the same all around. That's good for you. But majority of more people are not. And they are not because you can't cuss in front of your family all the time. You can't get drunk in front of your family. There are things you cannot say and do in front of your family. And then there's things you can and will do in front of your family. So friends are that borderline where it's kind of like you're trying to gauge just how far you can take something before someone says, are you crazy? Most of us are crazy. So, you know, your friends are people that understand you're crazy and they just ride with you to the bitter end. So... I did a podcast a few casts ago about it's okay to let go of friends. Sorry. It's okay to walk away from your friends. It's okay if they're not good. If you can look at your group of friends, so I said in the other podcast, if you can look at your group of friends and say, you don't do anything for me, it's okay to let them go. This podcast is a little different. This one is about... How sometimes you still got to let someone go, even when they do things for you. Like if you have a friend that sits there and gives you good advice, they always, sorry about my voice, I woke up from a nap. If If you have a friend that's always by your side, they always have your back, you might think, why am I going to let such a good friend go? Well, you got to think about it. Who puts more effort into the relationship? Who calls who more? If you can look at your phone log and see that you've done more than they've done, you got to reconsider your friendship. And yeah, people can always say, well, they're always so busy. They're always so busy. Someone is always busy. The way this world operates is that every single person who is in high school and older and sometimes middle school, 
is busy 100% of the time, busy trying to make sure they're, they can get into college, making sure they have enough credits to get into college, making sure this, making sure that. So someone keeps saying, well, I'm always so busy. Here's the question. If you're always so busy, why are you always so busy for everyone but me? That's the question. And sometimes when you have a really good friendship, you still got to question those things because your time is valuable. You are just as important as anyone else on this planet. It doesn't matter if you're more of a hermit or not. It doesn't matter if you're more of a party goer or not. Your time is just as important. And if someone wants to sit here and make all these plans, do all these other things, but they can never make plans for you, well, that's when you literally, you do have to step aside and come out of the box and say, why are we still friends? It's like when you're in a relationship. If the other person is always busy, but, they get, but they're never busy with you, why are you with them? It's basically like you're basically in a relationship in name by itself. Who wants a friendship in name by itself? If I make the time to call you, but you never make the time to call me, why are we friends? Clearly, I'm the only one putting effort. And if someone wants to keep telling you, well, I'm always so busy, how are you always so busy for everyone but me? And that's the sad part that we do have to think about, is the fact that sometimes we are always busy. But it's funny how people that say I'm always too busy to do such and such, they're always busy, but they make time to do such and such. So if you have a friend that always wants to go out and party and they never want to just chill with you, so they always say, well, I'm always busy going out, so why can't you be busy with me? And then that's when usually the troops come out. Well, you don't really like to do this and do that, but you knew what kind of friend I was when you became friends with me. You knew I was on the spectrum of I'd rather be inside than go partying. Or I was on a spectrum where I can get wasted and still go to work the next day, even when you can't. You knew what friend spectrum I was on when you became friends with me. Nothing has changed. So why is it that you're always busy for someone else, but you're never busy for me? And honestly, that can go for relationships too. Let's make this friends and relationships, shall we? It's, it's the sad part of it all, but it's the truth. Just like in relationships, if you're dating someone in name alone, why are you with them? No, 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 let's be 100% honest. Why? People always want to say, I'm always busy, I'm always busy, but has anyone ever asked the question, how are you busy for everyone but me? And you literally held them to it? Because I find that people, I do it too, we always like to skirt around certain subjects. And people like say, well, no, I don't. Well, here's the funny part. You don't ever know that you're skirting around it because you're so good at it. You wouldn't recognize you're doing it because you've done it so well. Let me, re- let me rewind that. When you, squirt, when you sk- skirt around an issue that someone calls you on, sometimes you get to a point where you're so good at avoiding it You do it without meaning to do it. And you do it so well that it's like you don't even notice you're doing it. It's like a con, it's like a con person. 
they're so good at running game and talking shit and making you believe this that when they're actually trying to do something else, they somehow end up conning you all the same. And they didn't mean anything by it. So, people, we as, we as a planet have an issue with, we don't like to always talk about horrible subjects. And horrible subjects can be anything from something small to something big. And I feel it's because we've grown up in a pattern where every day we're always taught you don't want to be too confrontational because you don't know how crazy the other person is. That we've forgotten that some of us are crazy as hell and can take on a lot more shit than people give us credit for. So... It's one of those things where it's like, again, if you call someone on something like that, something like that, and they can't give you a direct answer and they just skirt around the subject and they still, and then you bring it back up and they still refuse, then that's when, don't give an ultimatum. Because see, I hate ultimatums. It's all or nothing. So if you want to skirt around an issue and I keep talking, I keep pushing it and you keep acting like whatever, then at that point, we need to cut paths because I don't want to be with someone or friends with someone or dating someone that refuses to admit a problem. Like, if you need to go to therapy, go to therapy. Half the fucking world needs to go, but they refuse. So skirting around, getting, trying to get around a subject because you don't like it, that's not being an adult. That's being a little bitch. And I'll say it again. If you really don't want to touch on a subject, don't be a little bitch and try to create another argument to get away from the subject. Just be honest. I'm not ready to talk about it. I'm not ready to talk about it. I'm not ready to talk about it. It is far honest to say if you're not ready to talk about a subject than to try to maneuver yourself around it. Because now you just look like a little pussy-ass bitch that don't want to admit that they're wrong or admit that they have a problem. If that's how you want to feel, that you, that you don't want to talk about it or you have, you're refusing to admit that you have a problem, then maybe what needs to happen is you need to not be friends or you need to not date that person so they understand themselves. And honestly, it is okay. Like for me, I'm going to be honest, I'm not dating anyone because I know I have a lot of self-care to go through. I'm not dating anyone because I have a lot of shit to work through. And I'm not saying it's bad shit. It's just stuff I need to come to realize before I start dating someone. The one thing I don't want is to start dating someone and then bring all my emotional baggage that I know I could fix into the relationship and people always say well I don't want to be a I don't you know they have a lot of emotional baggage like it is what it is we all have things we hide things we don't want to admit but if you're with someone that doesn't want to just come right out and say I don't want to talk about it but they want to get around the subject why are you with them why are you friends with them why are you dating them just why because clearly if they're not man or woman enough or species enough to say 
I don't want to get into this subject right now for my own personal reasons, which is an honest answer, then maybe you shouldn't want to be with them. But then you also, but then you also got to think about, I don't want someone to keep using that line on me. Well, the other thing is, once that line keeps you get, once someone uses that line over and over again called overkill, then that's when you literally have to think. Why am I still with a person that every time I try this, they say they're not ready? You can't be ready if you're not trying to be ready. How can you be ready for something if you keep saying you're not ready, but you're not doing anything to be ready? There's a difference between someone saying, I'm not ready to talk about it, and then they're actively doing what they can to figure out what the issue is, versus someone that says, I'm not ready to talk about it, and they're just using it as a get-out-free card get out of jail free card. There is there are differences. And I should know them because I've used both I've used that line in a different word choice and I've used it multiple ways. So I know for a fact what it's like when someone uses it and they just don't want to admit something versus using it when you really are trying to work out something. And it's not like you can automatically tell, but at a certain point you stop being a dumbass and you start recognizing the difference between the two. Just like when you've been cheated on so many times, you start recognizing the signs. And you don't call them on it. You let them fuck themselves over. But you recognize the signs. Oh, they're cheating on me versus they're doing something. I don't think it's bad, but they're hiding something. And I'm going to be honest. People hide shit from each other all the time. It's It's... It's kind of the, what do you call it? It's just the way it is. You can almost say. People just, people just do what they do. And I can't really, you know, Is not one of the things that you want to keep pushing someone on. But at the same time, like I said, you look at your friendship, you look at your relationship, and you're like, I really feel like I'm the only one in this. So why am I in it? It's kind of like, how do I say, if you're the only one in the ball pit, and you're getting tired of being in the ball pit, but no one is joining you after you've asked them, why are you still in the ball pit? If you ask someone to join you on this journey of friendship or relationship and they're not in it with you, then why in the hell are you in it unless you want to be in it? Are you in it because you don't want to be alone? That's fine. Some, I, my aunt is that way in a relationship that I, we don't understand. Like, we really don't understand it. But she, she seems to be whatever she is. So it's like, if you don't want to be in something, why are you in it? And then some people, like I said, like my aunt, they're in it because they have nothing else. At a certain point, people will look... At a certain point, people will look at your relationship, friendship or dating-wise, and they will say, what does this person give you? What does this person make you feel? 
And some people don't want to answer that because it's an ugly, dark truth that no one wants to go down the road of. But then sometimes people have an answer. And it may be a fucked up, weird answer, but it's an answer. So again, when you have to let people go, it's for very di- it's for various reasons. It can be because you're in this by yourself and you don't know why you're putting in more effort than the other person. And then it could also be because you just don't want to not be in it. And that's okay as well. That is okay as well. And yeah, you can sit there and say, well, letting go. Here's the thing. I can't tell you who to let go of. I can't tell you and force, well, I can tell you, but I can't force you to actually let people go. That's a you thing. You have to want to let them go. You have to want to let them be not with you or around you. You have to see for yourself what you want. And it becomes a thing where it's like, why? Why am I doing this? It just becomes one of the things where it's like you sit there and you really think to yourself, why am I in this relationship? And sometimes you're in it because you can't get out of it. And sometimes you're in it because you're afraid that it's going to be the last relationship you have. And that's very frightening. And when I say relationship, it can be anything from a friendship to an actual relationship to an actual relationship Or it can be a job relationship. It can be anything that unites you. And when I say relationship, I'm using it as an umbrella term for anything that that puts you and another person or another group of people together. A job is a relationship, if you really want to think about it in my terms. Because when you have a job, it's putting you and another group of people together. Whether you want to be together or not. Like an arranged marriage. There we go. Work is a is a arranged marriage because you don't get to choose who you work with. You don't get to choose your managers. Half the time, you don't even get to choose the things you get to work on when you get to work. I think I forgot to send an email. <laughs> oh, crap. Anyway, so I'm saying all this to say, when I say relationship, I mean all encompassed, all umbrella terms. Not just, oh, you mean friendship or dating? No, I mean something that puts you in correlation to another person. Whether it's good or bad, don't matter. Not all relationships are good, not all relationships are bad. So there's that. But like I said, sometimes you it's hard. It's hard to let go of people who you've known for, if you've known anyone for a year and up, it's hard to let them go because you've spent time together. You've hung out. You've talked on the phone. You've FaceTime. You've Instagram. You've sent memes. You're even Reddit buddies. You're Tumblr buddies. If you are Reddit buddies, Tumblr buddies, and Instagram buddies, huh, you have a relationship, my friend. Definitely if you also text that person. The thing is, when you text someone, you don't ever have to see their face to be friends. It's just a communication thing. So sometimes you really have to think about the fact that, listen, 
Not all relationships are good. Not all relationships are bad. But as a defining moment in your life, you literally have to be the person that says, why am I still with this person? Why am I still putting more effort than they are? Am I lonely? Do I feel alone? Do I not want to be around this person? In the aspect of I don't want to be around them, but I don't want to not be around them. And when people say that, they basically mean I, wanna, I don't want to be with them physically, but metaphorically, I don't mind talking to them on the phone every day. I don't mind texting them every day because we don't ever have to really see each other. So you're in my life, but you're not in my life. So sometimes you got to think about in terms of that. And so when you have to let friends go or any kind of relationship go, you literally have to sit down and think to yourself, am I the only one that texts first? And if they text first, how often? When I send out a message, whether it's, man, this is with friends or dating, if I send out a message, how long does it take them to reply? Do they apologize when they take forever or do they just go with the wind? You know, it's it's a lot of questioning things when you want to let someone go because you also got to think the fact that if you're really letting someone go, you have to block their number because you don't want them. And I say that because block it for four months or a year or five months. And I'm not saying do it. For, I'm just saying block it. You have to delete it, but block it. And here's why. If you do not block it, you're leaving that door open for them to text you. And if you're trying to let someone go, you should not leave the door open for them to get in touch with you. Well, what if something happens? Well, what if it happens? How many times has something happened to you and you reached out to them, but they did not correlate? They did not respond. How many times did you reach out to them and they just act like you didn't exist for the moment and then come back and say, I'm so sorry, I've been so busy again. How are you always so busy for everyone but me? If you can go out and go to bars, go to uh, dinners, go out to, re- go out to restaurants, go out to bars, go mini golfing, go uh, laser tagging, go paintballing, go to weddings, go to baby showers. If you can do all these things that I actually like to do, but you never invite me, then how is it with those, st- with those statistics How is it that you're always so busy doing the things that I would like to do with you, but you're doing it with other people? And then someone will always say, and trust, they will say this again. I've had someone say this to my face after I caught them. Well, well, you were at work. You're always so busy. Again, if you're a real friend, you're going to still invite them. Here's, Here's an example. I once had a former friend who went mini golfing without me. And know how I found out? I saw, we all know what a mini golf ball looks like. Let's not play games. There's only two kind of golf balls, mini golf and real golf. Real golf is always a white ball, unless you're playing another kind. Anyway, golf golf is white. Mini golf, multitude of colors, and the balls are small. Also, if you hold a golf ball and a mini golf ball, you can feel the difference in weight. So, unless they've changed that, but from when, like, when I was in high school, when I, held a, when I held a golf ball versus a mini golf ball, there was a difference in weight. There was a difference. So, anyway, as I was saying, they told me, well, you were, all, well, you were at work. 
So you're saying you went with our other friends to go mini golfing because I was at work and I couldn't go along. So you didn't even tell me about it. That's the thing. People will always use your schedule against you. But it's like, what? That doesn't make sense. You're you basically are saying because I chose to work and make money and you all were free. No one decides to even ask me. It's not even the fact that I was going to say, sure, I could have said, sure, I can get off of work. I can call out. People always want to say stuff like, well, you never call out for anything else. Well, maybe because I just didn't want to call out or maybe because I couldn't. You want to sit here and fucking act like what? That I always can't? It's a personal thing. And with that being said, that changed the way I looked at all friendships. It's like, I look at them like, here's another example before I get into that. My former friends, like years ago, former friends, used to make all these plans and invite me last and then get mad when I would cancel. But my new friends, they include me in all things. They don't include me last. They talk to me while the process is happening. So that's also why I say you got to look at everything. Who calls who more? Who tries to hang out with who more? Who tries to put in an effort while the other person just keeps saying, well, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Clearly, if you're so busy for everyone but me, I'm never on your mind. There is no rule saying you can't invite a friend to this or you can't invite a friend to that. The only rule that says that is if literally the host says only you alone are invited. You can't invite anyone else in your life. That is the only way that works. So it becomes funny how people will always use your schedule against you. They will always love to say, well, you're busy. Well, you're that. Well, you're this. Well, you ask me stuff after you've already made plans and my schedule's already set. You don't ask me weeks out. And then when you do, you kind of drop the ball. And then I'm left trying to ask all these questions and you're getting agitated at me. I'm trying to figure this out so I know what to do with my schedule. You're trying to make it, you're basically setting me up so that I cannot come because my work schedule. When I gave you the opportunity so I've had a plethora of friends, and we've all had horrible friends. That's how we all can proudly talk about how our friends have all been shitty. And it's sad because people will literally sit there and make everything your fault and refuse to see their own problems. And then you will also do the same because you're so used to being around that. Here's what I mean. This could also be flipped. You could be the very person doing all these things I just said, but you can't see it because you've been around people that have done that to you so often. You literally can't see that you're doing to you, you're doing to them what they did to you. And you can't see it because you've been used to it. It's kind of like, um, I hate to use an example, but it's the best example to ever use. It's like when you grow up in a household where someone's always hitting someone, you start to think that that's okay in a way. 
because you're young and you're impressionable and no one is stopping it. No one is helping. So you think it's okay. So when you get older, you don't correlate the fact that you're doing something wrong because you're so used to it. Again, I don't like that example, but it's the best one because it literally is all encompassing. So I'm not trying to say cut all your friends off, but I'm trying to say that we as a human, we as a species on this planet, as a collective, need to stop looking at our friends like they're everything to us and start looking at them like, sorry, what was I going to say? We need to stop looking at our friends like they're the everything. They're not. They have problems. Not every friend's life is as colorful as we want it to be. We see what we want to see. We see what they let us see. But that's also the problem. How do you continuously call yourself a friend, but then you only let people see the surface? And honestly, the only answer I can give you is because you don't like the friends you have. Because your real friends will take your crazy, your violence, your insanity, and they will make you better. You'll be calmer. We all have friends that we call crazy, or we could be that friend that people call crazy. But in the end, we smile and laugh about it because we know that we can only be crazy around our true friends. Everyone else, we have to fake it out. And people are like, well, why do you have to fake it? Because this world is nothing but a giant fucking fake out. I will take it back to a very early podcast when I said, we've been taught to lie at a young age. And here's the lie. When people say the first impressions tell you everything about a person, that is a lie. It does not. And I'll tell you, I'll give you the example that I used in that very, 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 very early podcast. The Craigslist killer. That man was a pre-med, I hear. He was great. He was a, he was a good person. He was awesome. People loved him. He didn't fit the profile of a serial killer. Correct? Okay. First impression, he's not a serial killer, he's an awesome man. He's going to be the greatest doctor on earth. Second impression, he's a fucking monster that kills people. So that's why I say personally, I don't ever believe in first impressions. I want to give you two or three. Because I know the first time you're just trying to put on a front to make me think you're a decent person. But that second one, when I've known you for a few months, oh, that's the one I get to see you're crazy. That's the one I want to see. I want to know if you're a pyro head. Like me. I want to know if you like the fish. Like me. I want to know if, if we are out swimming and there is a shark, are you going to want to zombie shark the shark? Or are you going to scream like a little bitch and run away? I need to know. Are you going to cage? Like, I personally, my personal goal is I want to go cage diving with sharks. That is a goal of mine. So with that being said... You're not going to know that if we meet in person, face-to-face. That's not something I put out there automatically. So if we meet face-to-face, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to say things to gauge your intentions before you gauge mine. And then we're all okay. So if you're hearing anything in the background, I'm also watching The Walking Dead. I'm binging the entire series, so you might hear some things.
Just to let you know if you can hear the background or not, it's all Walking Dead today. Actually, we'll be Walking Dead for a while. And if it's not Walking Dead, it'll be a K-drama or an anime. One of the three sections of my life. So, again, sometimes you got to look at your friends and say, am I being superficial because I don't trust my friends? Or am I being like this because I am like this? And it's okay to say you're superficial, sweetheart, or honey bun. It is okay to say that. I would rather you say that with honesty than pretend that you're not a superficial, vain bitch. Because I can take that person. Because I know what you're about. But I can't take the person that wants to lie about it. Like, be honest. You're superficial, okay? That means you're only surface area. That means when we go out, I need to make sure I look like a princess every day of my life. And we need to move on with our lives. That's okay. I know that we're, our friendship will never go any deeper. And when it does, we need to reevaluate everything about ourselves. And when I say ourselves, I mean ourselves. So, when you let go of people, you have to ask yourself a lot of questions. Because it's not just about, oh, I don't want to bang, I don't want to fuck with you anymore. It's about why. Saying just because is not an awesome, it's not a reason for anything. There's always a reason. Now, you can also say the truth is that I don't, I can't explain it. Because sometimes we can't explain everything. We can't. And sometimes we can. And sometimes we're afraid to. And sometimes we're not. It's all about what you want. And awesomes, I'm about to see something. Anyway, moving on. So, you really do have to question everything. And it's not a bad thing to question anything. It, it leads you to answers. Like, why is it that I can only talk to my friends about something that's not deep? Is it because I've made them believe that I'm not a deep person? Is that what it is? Because sometimes we don't tell everyone everything. So is the reason why I haven't told them the truth because I don't want to get close to them? If that's the reason, then why are you friends? Unless you're acquaintances, then that's different. But it is what it is. And again, when you let someone go, you got to think about everything. Relationships are hard as hell, no matter what kind they are. They take a lot of energy, so much fucking energy. So I say that because do you really, do you really want to live that life where you're constantly questioning Where you're, co- where you're constantly wondering why am I friends with these people? Like, like I said in the podcast many, many eons ago, why 
are you in a relationship with anyone if you're always questioning why my relationship there's a difference some people jokingly say why are we friends that's different but there is a moment in your life where you put where you're alone with your thoughts and you think to yourself why do i have the friends i have do i like them do i hate them are we just financially making each other stable or are we making each other unstable meaning are you only friends because you both have money and you help each other out or are you friends because you two actually have a bond that goes beyond that and people always want to say no we do more for each other but what's the more if you cannot when someone says what do you do for your friend if you can't say more than we do a lot for each other or if you can't say more than oh well you know they're chill they're really funny sweetheart we do more for each other they're a chilled person they're really nice my cat is chilled my cat is um i've met a nicer husky than my cat so i can't say that but you see how i mean how those certain words can be used for animals for anything else like what's the reason you're friends what what's uh, here's the question why are you with this person do not say because you know they're funny they're nice they give me more than what other people give me what is your reason why are you friends with this person do they make you stay did they make your crazy stable that's a great that is a great reason to be friends with someone do they make your crazy stable um do they are they a soundboard for you when you're really in distress and you need answers? Do they give you basically do they give you advice that other people haven't even thought about because they don't know you like that? Are they friends that you watch anime with all the time? And y'all have that bond where you can sit in front of a TV and watch an entire anime and just Eat ramen, eat udon, eat soup, eat pizza, eat chicken, eat anything you want. And y'all can watch an entire anime together and just crack up. Are they your anime friends? Do y'all go to Comic-Con together? Do y'all go to Otakon? Yeah, Otakon together. Are, are they that kind of friend to you? Because we all have friends that we can't do everything with. Sometimes we have friends where we go to wine tastings and painting classes. And we have friends like that. So that means that's that friend that you share a hobby with. So are they your friends because you share a hobby together? Or are they your friends because they give you an emotional balance? Are they your friends because y'all literally joined a cooking class together and now y'all meet up twice a week to cook? Because be honest, when you're cooking, you can if you're making pasta, beat the fuck out of the dough. I know you're not supposed to, but knead your feelings in the dough. Well, be careful, because emotions and food, they kind of, you don't want angry pasta, okay? Just saying. But in the end, it's like, what do your friends do for you? You cannot say they make you happy. 
Crack can make somebody happy, okay? Liquor can make someone happy. Hell, my Jack Daniels and my gin make me happy at times. So what is your reasoning? What do they make, what, what do they give you? And that's part of the question of letting go. When you think about letting a friend go, you have to think about, if I let this person go, what am I missing out on? If you're not missing out, if you literally can let someone go and not miss out on a single damn thing, like, oh, they're out of my life and I'm perfectly stable, then if you know that in your heart and you feel that and you keep questioning why you're friends with someone, break it off. Now, if you're mad at your friend for something they did and you're forcing yourself to say I'm better without them, then you don't need to stop being friends. You just need to work out your, you just need to talk through your anger. That's it. But if you are a calm person and rationale and you literally are like, I'm in a great place. Everything is coming up daisies for me and roses and hydrangeas. I'm okay. I, my life is the embodiment of a garden from here it is if you've never okay here's this go look up the movie Dennis the Menace and type in Mr. Wilson's garden Dennis the Milson Dennis the Menace Mr. Wilson's garden and if and look at this man's garden because it is beautiful while you're looking at his garden ask yourself this is my life in a place that is so beautiful and calm like his garden, with a few, you know, wasps and honeybees flying around, but that's because of bills and because of debt collectors and because my boss is a bitch. So those are the bees and the wasps and the birds. So we're not going to count them. But if everything else, minus work and bills and debt, if everything else is as beautiful as Mr. Wilson's garden, that's when you think, that's when you know you've met your mecca of calm. So once you're at your mecca of calm, that's when you ask yourself the questions like that. And if you can honestly say, I don't talk to this person and I haven't talked to them for months and my life has been perfectly fine, then you know what you need to do. And people can say, well, anything can change. Again, yes. Sorry, sorry. Yes, anything can change. But the thing is, if anything changes, do you really want this person in your life? Because think about it this way before we go, because time's almost up. Think about it this way. If everything goes to shit in one week and goes back to normal in the next week, are you gonna wanna hit up that friend? Next question. If you hit up that friend because you need some kind of support or you need some kind of something, are they actually gonna be there for you? If the answer to both of these is no, then what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? If the answer is yes and no, then okay, give yourself time to think. And again, I am not a licensed therapist and I'm not saying drop everybody. I'm saying we need to, we really, really, really need to stop letting people stay in our lives who give us nothing. Because all that does is add more that wastes space on your phone because that contact in your phone is taking up a megabyte no one needs that shit gigabyte megabyte whatever one it's taking it up you don't need that and you also don't need that in your life you don't need that in your life so if you don't need it in your life and you don't need it on your phone why are you dealing with it
It's like when you have an app on your phone that you never use. Here's the Vine. Everyone used Vine for a while until TikTok and Instagram did their thing. Okay? Then everyone got rid of them. Live your life like that. Seriously, if you find, think of yourself as your phone. Okay? iPhone, Android, whatever. You are your phone. Okay? Okay. You are going through your memory bank. You're going through your storage. And you're like, I don't talk to this person. I don't bang with this person. We don't anything. I haven't talked to them in months, and my life has not gotten any worse. I'm okay without them. What do you do if you have an app that meets those same circumstances? You under, you, if you have a profile, you delete it, and once your profile is gone off that app, you uninstall that app, and you put it to the ether for someone else to use, right? Okay, same thing. If you can go through your memory and go through your feelings in a rational standpoint, they're very rational people. And you find that, why am I with this person? And you can't find a reason? Then, um, explain to me why they're still on, why they're still in your life. Oh, because my family asks questions. And you know what you tell your family? Our time as a friend or our time in a relationship has ended. And so I let them go. And they're going to, they're going to drill you like, well, who this and who it is. And it's like, you know what you tell them when they're drilling you about this decision that you know in your heart and soul is correct? This is what you say. You look them in their face and you say, why am I keeping someone in my life that gives me nothing but disappointment? Because let's be honest, when you get rid of someone, another deep reason because they disappointed you. It's always disappointing getting rid of people. It's disappointing letting friends go because you thought you could be something. No matter what kind of relationship it is, when you have to let it go, it's always disappointing in a way. Or sad. Because you thought you could go all the way with them, and you couldn't. So again, my question to you is, if, all, if you find that this person gives you nothing and is nothing to you, why are they still in your life? Why are they taking up space in your brain? Why are they taking up, phone? Why are they taking up contact space on your phone? With what, why? Why are you giving them that much power? Your phone is your greatest ally. If someone is on it as a contact that you have nothing to do with, why are you giving them that much power? That means they're always in your phone. That means when you're scrolling, you're going to see them. And your memory's going to be like, oh, but our friendship was so good for the time. Maybe I should text them. Why? Why are you texting them? Why are you hitting them up? You know why? Because you saw a name. And you remember the good, but you forgot to mention to yourself how many times you've had to stick your neck out for them. Or how many times you kept trying to have them make time for you and they never made time for you, but they for everyone else. And yet you could say, well, you're just saying that because, you know, people aren't spending time. Well, everyone's busy. Again, the world is busy. But if people can make time to have sex at work... If people can make time to go to a club, if people can make time to go to a restaurant and not tell anybody or not invite anybody, then they could have also made time to hang out with you. Where if it was a business meeting, again, everyone is busy in this world. There's not a single person who is not busy. Even babies are busy trying to stay alive. Everyone is busy. It's all about 
who you give your time to. It's always funny. People always try to find every excuse in the book to keep someone in their life when they really just need to let them go. I'm not about to sit here and waste any phone space or mental space for someone who doesn't want anything to do with me. So why am I going to sit here and try to explain that? Here's the other thing. If you're letting someone go, you don't have to explain to anyone else why. You can always say, it's my personal reason, not yours. What's done is done. And if you need to say that 500 times, say it 500 times. Because you know what? It's better to say that 500 times than let someone convince you to let this piece of shit back in your life. And that's literally what you have to remind yourself. If you really have a reason to cut this person out and it's legitimate, don't let someone come in your head and fuck with you. Because you know why? They don't live your life. They're not paying your bills. They don't know things about you that other people do. So if that's the case, then why are you going to let them try to talk you to get back with a friend? That's the equivalent of letting them talk to you about getting back with your abusive boyfriend because he only showed them beautiful things and took them on expensive trips and took them around the world. Never mind the fact that he raped and beat your ass every other fucking night because you just breathed the wrong way or you yawned or you coughed in front of the wrong people or you just made him look uh, unprofessional even though he can make himself unprofessional. It's not your job to make... You get what I'm trying to say. So again, with that being said, don't let someone come in and fuck with your decision when you know your decision was the right decision. Don't do that because people will love to talk you into something when they know nothing of the subject. That's why when I say stuff, I make it very clear. I'm not forcing you to do shit. I want you to make up your own mind because in the end, you're the one who has to live with the decision. And I don't want anyone out here any longer living a life where they're forced to be friends with someone they don't want to be friends with. They're forced to sleep with someone they don't want to sleep with because everyone feels like you're a beautiful couple or you're very gorgeous together. Or you're very, your energy is, is, is psychedelic. Your energy is godlike. He's also a crazy psychopath. He's probably a murderer. You really want me to stay with him? Because don't forget this. Don't forget this. The same people, don't forget this, how to work this. Oh, I know. I'll leave it with this. Everyone who is a serial killer that gets found out to be a serial killer or a mass murderer, same difference. No, difference. There is a difference. Okay. So people who get found out to be those horrible things, right? There's always five to seven people in their life saying, well, they were always so nice. I never expected. Remember that. Murderers are never expected to be murderers until the bodies pile up and the cops show up and raid your shit. And then everyone will sit here and tell you, oh, well, I never knew. I never knew. Remember that. Those same people who will talk about how great this person was always talk about murderers. First, they say what? They were such a nice person, followed by, I never thought exactly. So with that being said, don't let anyone change your mind when you know the decision is right. 
because it'll be the same people on the news crying about you if you die saying I thought they were such a great couple I never thought he could have killed her or she could have killed him I never thought Jody Aries Aries did what she did the Golden State Killer did what he did Ted Bundy did what he did all people do what they do and no one expects no one suspects a damn thing. So you don't have to tell anyone more than you want to tell them. And don't let them change your mind. When you know it's right, you know it's right. Don't let them change your mind. Because they don't know what you know. They don't see what you see. So why are you letting them judge you for your decision? Just because your friend or your lover showed them the happy. You can give them drugs and make them happy all the same. You don't need someone. You don't need a middle person. So with that being said, if you're going to let someone go, do it. But do not let someone talk you out of it because now they're bringing up all the good. They don't know the bad. And if you have to, while they're talking about all the good, if you have to play through those horrible, disgusting, bad memories, play them. Because as they're playing, as you're playing them in your head and they're talking about the happy shit, you're going to be reminded of why you had to do what you had to do. And for friendship-wise, if, if somebody's trying to talk you into being friends with this person again, remember all the bullshit they put you through. Remember how you fought and they didn't. Remember how they always said, I'm so busy, but they were never busy for you. And that's what it comes down to. Who makes time for you versus who just wants to say, oh, we can meet up here, we can meet up there. But then y'all make plans and what happens? Something comes up. So I really just want everyone to stop being forced into something they don't want. I don't want people forced to keep being happy when they know they're not. And I'm not saying go out and quit your job because everyone needs money. I'm talking about do what feels right when you're able to. And if you feel like leaving your job is the right thing to do because you can't see where this shit fest is going, then remember this. Get a new job. Get it a better one. Or money-wise better, people-wise better. Pick a district and make it. Pick a district. Happy district or financial district. But get a new one and drop the old one. Don't just drop the old one immediately. Get a new one. So, in the end, in the end, just be sure whatever the hell you want to do is what you want to do. And don't let them change your mind. Don't forget the vultures always come out as soon as the carcass hits the ground. But they don't come out for any other reason. Wolves come out to hunt no matter what. Vultures come out when there's a carcass. Don't let those vultures wait until shit has hit the fan for you for them to show up. Be a wolf and take charge no matter what the situation is. I'm going to put that shit on a shirt. <laughs>